There he is. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? How are you? I was trying to, uh, it's asked me to download the Chrome. And uh, so then I had to type my name. I, I just missed that field. So it's like, joining, joining, was not doing it. I'm like, ah, there's one field there. I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have a green screen. I can change my thing, but I don't think it'll does it. So anyway, it, this is only audio, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I would yeah. love. Hey, if you put yourself, let's put you in the jungle real quick, huh? Whatever you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I had some good background. I was putting it in there, but I don't. The Suncaster doesn't have that, right? So. Oh man, well, I'm sorry. Well, it's a pleasure to meet hey, you, Aaron. How are you? It's a pleasure. It's all mine, brother. Good. <laughs> I'm good glad you. I'm. I'm glad we were able to get yeah. you on here. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's really awesome. And Marshall and I go go way back. I think it's several years, right, Marshall? And uh, yeah, and yeah, it's probably 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? My audio is everything is okay. Can you hear me well? Yeah, yeah. You're a little you're a little soft on okay. my end. So you want me to? Oh, Very that's good. a lot better. Okay. Oh, all right, that's perfect. Okay, good. There we go. So make sure that all the levels are good and. <laughs> Uh, or you want me to bring it down a little bit or adjust or whatever. No, you, Tell me. Oh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start this whole thing? Oh, let's see. When did we were just talking about that the other day, Marshall, weren't we? When yeah, did we start been... this? We've been for a while, huh? March. Sixteen oh, wow. weeks. Because I just dropped the sixteenth episode oh, that's today. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is beautiful. And we're having ready, fun with it. Know, we'll, we'll get started, you know? So. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, t- I'll always take little pieces and parts out okay. of this to to kind of start the intro. And then I'll I'll put the intro in. So we'll we'll get it started. I will welcome welcome everybody okay. now. So let's uh let's right. do this thing. Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Guys, thank you for joining us on Undaunted Pursuit and tuning in. We've got a very special treat as usual for you guys. And uh, this one's kind of special. Thank you, Marshall, for... uh, arranging this he's a good friend of marshall's he's a and a missionary so marshall why don't you go ahead and introduce our special guest today all right well um like aaron was saying he's a special guy i've, I've known him for uh quite some time now uh, going back several years um but i'd like to introduce uh brother abraham thomas abraham it's nice to have you how you doing hey i'm doing good i'm doing good uh good to be here with you all Heck yeah. And we're, we're really glad yeah. to have you. We was glad to have you on here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for thinking about me, though. So, you know, it's always yeah, good to, well, to speak about the missions and what God is doing on the other part of the world. You know, it's always good. And, and a couple of people enjoy that. And, and the audience is there uh, who enjoys uh, the work of God around the world. I mean, it is always good to share about it. So. I'm I'm just really pumped up and and, and ready to uh, share what God is doing through our ministry. Awesome. awesome! And even I can say that we can live a little vicariously through you <laughs> and your story, you know, because yeah, you know, it's not very often that, and I think I can speak for all of our listeners that not a lot of us can have the opportunity to uh, go on mission work outside of our right. country, outside of the right. country, right? And not everybody can, you know, and um, it's not, and everybody's calling either, right? But we all have a calling. We all have to go, mm-hmm. but not necessarily, you know, beyond the borders, you know, so beyond, you know, our comfort zone. But there are certain times God calls people and they give them a special grace upon their life. And uh, so they do. So 
when you listen to my story, please don't feel like, oh, I have to just sell everything. I have to go, you know, otherwise God is going to punish me. No, no, no. That is not the story here. And everybody has a unique calling. And uh, this happened to be my calling. And I'm embraced that calling. And God is giving me the grace to go without his grace and without his ability, without his power. I mean, I cannot do anything. So I'm here. Awesome. Amen. Yeah, we just uh, we just prepared all of our listeners with this uh, this week's episode on uh, on talking about that how your mission field could be very well yes. your backyard. Yep, it's funny you would say that. So, well, let's uh, Abraham, brother Abraham. Let's. Where did you? When did you actually start mission work? So, actually, uh, my story goes back to India. And I was born and brought up in India. Uh, so until my 27, 26, 27 uh, age, I, I lived in India, studied in India. And so my parents were already missionaries and they're pastors. Uh, and so we they moved when I was about five, uh, five years old. They moved from our community or my dad's community to another place far, far away. It's almost like for us, it was a complete different strange mission field. And so it was there. Mm-hmm. We don't know any soul there. It was like a jungle. We were there. And it's the border of uh, two states in India, the southern part of India, very southern tip of India. That's where we were. And so we have basically a combination of two languages like we are dealing with. So we were in the middle of that. So uh, myself oh, wow. and my three siblings. I have uh, two sisters and a brother. So we all were there. It was in 1978. So we were there and then uh, we got a, a place to live. And then later, uh, that Hindu family doesn't want to, us to have that house. So they kicked us out of there and we didn't have a place to go. So we had this church and we partitioned that church. Uh, where the stage mm-hmm. is, we partitioned with a bamboo mat and uh, made a two rooms. And one room, my parents, uh, uh, you know, stayed, and the other rooms, my two sisters. And I used to uh, sleep under the desk where my dad was preaching from, and my little brother was right next oh. to me. <laughs> uh, so I always tell the people I used to sleep under the desk, and now I'm standing behind the desk, you know to preach. And so that is where my mission is started, brother. And uh, yeah, so I don't have this very horrifying stories. Oh, you know, I did this. I don't have any of that. I grew up uh, in the mission field. My blood and everything is is because of the so many people's prayer and support and donations. You know, many times you hear missionary, you know, we send money to missionaries and we don't know what happened to mm-hmm. that money or sometimes, you know, what is the aftermath of it? And here we go. The I am right. the fruit of it. I mean, uh, in people from Australia at that time, you know, through another organization, through other missionaries, uh, some money comes to us, to my dad. And, you know, so uh, time to time, so many people helped us. And I am the fruit of that mission support that mission support. And then now God changed my life. So that's where I started. And uh, yeah, that's where I started. I can go on. I mean, I can take over, I can go on, but that's oh, where I sure. started. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so very from young age, you know, God gave me that, but I don't want it. I didn't want to be a missionary or uh, to do ministry just like my dad did because it was too much struggle. Uh, there was no mm-hmm. money in the house. No, I mean, we, 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 we went, there was a time that for three days, there was no food in our house. And on the third day, God uh, brought a, two ladies with lots of groceries. And that's where we had the food. And so I can tell you stories oh, like wow. that in my childhood. And I didn't, my shoes were like my flip-flops, slip, slip, you know, my shoes were like a flip-flops. I don't have shoes. I never had a shoes. So flip-flops and it has like a holes. I call them holy slip, uh, holy <laughs> flip-flops, you know, and it is holes on the, uh, uh, you know, heel part and the big toe part. And so we wear them out. We walk to school, never had a backpack, um, never had um, tiffin boxes or umbrella. I mean, it was uh, one of those things. Wow. So we lived by faith, literally. And my daddy has 
Uh, $1, $2 at that time, that was his weekly offering that he gets. And so he, we all four lived in there. There was no toilets, no bathrooms, no, 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 um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no water well. And the Christian people around who gave us that land that never allowed us to put a water well or a toilet in that facility. So we struggled a lot. So we will talk right. about that down in this episode, uh, how I started different missions, because it all goes back into the story. Everything that I started, mm-hmm. everything that I'm doing is part of uh, my story. And so, yeah, so that is where my childhood was brought. Cool. Well, wow. we'll yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. I've got, you know, and of course, you know, Marshall knows he he, he obviously knows you a lot better than I do. So I I'm full of questions. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to answer uh, any questions. Now, are you? Uh, are you living in the states now? Or, or uh, yeah, yes. we'll start so with that. In uh, 1998. I got the opportunity to come to Texas. And uh, so uh, it was for my wedding. So my wife at that time, her dad was a minister. So he came to India a couple of years before. And so through that connections, I was able to come to America. And I got married here in in the state in 1998, June. Uh, Yeah. So from that time onwards, I am staying here in Texas. Yeah. Well, good. Awesome. I wanted to bring something up when you were talking about your struggles, though, is that it probably, as with, I'd say, most of us that are that are believers, that your struggles only amplify your spirituality um, as it probably did with definitely. you. Is that a safe yeah, assumption? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you have more struggle, the struggle always build our spiritual muscle. You know, and mm-hmm. the more we struggle, more we are dependent on God. And so we more mm-hmm. we dependent on God, more faith, you know, the, the faith will increase in our lives because God never wants us to be independent. God never wants us to have a freedom from him. God always right. wants us to be dependent on him. That is the way he created us. Yeah. That is the way he designed us. Uh, but you know, what happened at the in the Garden of Eden is completely changed that whole landscape. And um, man wants the, you know, after the Satan's influence, man wants to be independent, independent uh, away from God. That is the downfall. So when the struggle comes, when problems comes, when you go through all these things, you don't have anybody to solve that problem, only God. When you realize that it's only God's help can help me then you give everything to him and that slowly build your spirituality. And which is really happened to us because we, our life was like a built around church, church meetings, um, you know, from one meeting to the next meeting, middle week, you know, there are several meetings going on, 21 days of meeting, seven days of meeting, 14 days of meeting. These revival meetings are happening periodically. And uh, in the fire, we find uh, at that time, you know, when we go through that fire, we found comfort in those prayer meetings. And then once the prayer meetings is over, God bring, brought us breakthrough. <laughs> and so we saw a lot of miracles <laughs> happen in our life as we going, you know, as I was growing up in my dad's ministry. Hmm. Love it. That's awesome. Hearing, hearing, hearing your story and, and, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of when I had the opportunity to go over to India on, on a, a few years in a row doing mission work and uh, man, it's just memories and things coming up to my mind from, from being over there, you know, just hearing your childhood. So it's, it's, it's really cool hearing this and also even having known you as long as I have, there's a lot of stuff that, that I'm hearing for the first time, uh, which oh, is wow. awesome. I, I just absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much. I, mean, I don't think we can fit it into one episode, but there's so much, you know, you can oh, share. No. <laughs> Um, but you know, we'll we'll uh, yeah. focus on one stream and one highway, and we'll keep it in that highway. You know, <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> anyway, I'll just uh, have you steer us. Though. <laughs> now, brother Abraham, do you do you do this? Are you full time missionary, or or do you? Yes. Have something else no, that you work no. on. So, uh, 
So when I, uh, when in, in India, so what happened was, so we again going back to in 1990, in 1990, uh, after my um, high school, uh, I had this uh, problem with breathing and uh, something happened. Mm -hmm. uh, there are certain levels in your lungs or whatever it is. It was off and the doc doctors could not fix it. And uh, I was struggling, struggling very much to breathe. And so taking all the medication, but there's nothing. So one day I was laying on the side of, in our house, right next to a window in our small bed. And I remember vividly, my dad came and right and sitting next to me and I am taking everything in me to breathe. So each breath, it was yeah. like a struggle. So my dad looked at it, he's crying and uh, he was said, son, uh, I have given you to the Lord for full time and full-time ministry when you were born. And that is your calling. And if you just dedicate your life for that, and I'm going to pray for it, I'm going to pray for you right now, and God will heal you from this thing. And so what can I do? Mm. I was kind of rebellious at that point. And I don't want it to be a I mean, church stuff. I mean, you hear a lot of pastors in our, because I'm sleeping in the church. In the night, my dad is sitting there yeah. correcting all these pastors, all these issues and problems, marriage problems, you know, moral issues and this and that. I mean, you're hearing all this stuff. And then you see backbiting, all the politics and all the stuff. You're, you're accustomed to the whole thing. So I was like, I really hated it. And I wanted to make more money. I wanted to make more money. So I wanted to be a bank manager because bank has a lot of money. Because in, in my mind at that time, yeah. you know, <laughs> you go to the bank, they have so much money. I was like, oh, if I can be a bank manager, you know. So I was like trying to steer myself that way. But my dad was pushing this way. But at that point, that was a turning point at that day. It changed my life. Mm -hmm. So I said, what can I do? I mean, I cannot even breathe. <laughs> There's another option. You know what I'm saying? So I said, okay, you pray that. Yeah. And if God just heals me, I'll, I'll do it. So I made that commitment. He prayed. Immediately, my airway opened. And so oh, man. completely healed. No more medications. From that time until this day, I've been traveled to a lot of places. Uh, with various altitudes and dust and all kind of uh, circumstances, uh, never had an issue. God gave me beautiful voice to speak. And so from that time, I knew the hand of God is on me. So then I went to Bible college uh, for four mm -hmm. years, finished that, and then continued to do two more years of college. And so I got my Bachelor's of Divinity. So while I was in India, I'm already doing the ministry. And then I was uh, planting a church in India. It was coming together as a church. And that is a time, so 1998 came, and that's a time I, was, uh, I got a chance to come to America. So, so that is a story. Mm -hmm. So when, when I got to America, and, and uh, when I got to America, uh, I was here. And I didn't know so many things happened. So the few years I have to work here to get the permission and permits and things like that. So I was there. And then immediately I joined another big organization here, uh, a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. I start work for them. And so this time what I did was I was doing a lot of things and learning a lot of things behind the scene, how to run a ministry. So I started from mm -hmm. the, from the, uh, their warehouse and I worked from there. And I could not even type all the sentences together. I, I, I could not use type. Right? I didn't know anything. So I just like a pick the letters, always capital letters, you know, kind of thing. From that place, <laughs> I, w I became their computer, uh, ma you know, computer manager, like you're their technology manager, running the technology and then yeah. became the church. Uh, so I was behind the scene and did a lot of work with that ministry. Then. In 2011 and 12, in 2010 and 11, I consulted with other ministries. And then 2012 came, I made a decision to go full time for our ministry, for our work. So 2000, since 2003, we started Wisdom for Asia. Wisdom for Asia is our organization that focuses on uh, developing leaders and community transformation in the continent of Asia. So that's what I am primarily focused on. So from 2012 okay. onwards, God just really put in my spirit, you, you need to stop working for other people 
start working for mm-hmm. your dream to develop that dream. So I gave myself to that and I let go of my salary and all the stuff and uh, made arrangements. My wife started working, continued to work and God started to bless her. And so that uh, God is sustaining our ministry in such a way that I don't have to take money I so far, you know, to sustain me, but God is really providing through my wife so far. And then whatever the ministry receives, we completely give it to the ministry and take care of the projects and things like that. So answer to your question, I've been always in the ministry, but here right now, since 2012, I'm doing this full time. So this allowed me to go to India many times. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's that's really cool. And it kind of answered two questions in one, too, because I was going to ask if um, if India was your your main focus or if you had been or done mission work in other countries as well. So since 1998, uh, I had this uh, when I came to States and I think, yeah, then 2000. Yeah. From that time, I had this passion for Asian continent. So I used to mm-hmm. hear in through the in the Bible colleges and all these places. I, I hear about 1040 window, and uh, 1040 is the uh, you know the altitude and the long, longitude and the latitude, right? And so oh. between there's a, there's right. a countries okay. there's a, so many countries in that belt. Uh, never heard the gospel. No evangelists are there. No missionaries mm-hmm. there. There's no Christian witness in those villages there are there are there are thousands of villages wow. thousands hundreds of countries in that place Mo- majority of them are hindu muslim and uh buddhist countries uh so these are the pre- predominant hmm. religion in that area and so so the christian witness is very very low in that area and so god has given mm-hmm. me that burden so in 2000 2001 we bought a house Upstairs, I put a big map of that, you know, the world map, and I marked those countries, and I started to pray. And so in 2003, God gave us the vision to start, so we named it Wisdom for Asia, because the only answer to the world's problem is God's wisdom. The, the, The wisdom of God is the answer to everything. And the word of God is the mm-hmm. wisdom of God. So I wanted to take the wisdom of God and the solution that provides to all the Asian countries. So my focus, many people call me to go to Africa, you know, to the to Latino <laughs> countries, you know, other places. I love to go there. I do ministry, but I love to go to, this is where my passion. So I've been working in India and I also did some work in Mongolia. And uh, from 2014, I, I started, I go there several times. I did a lot of work there. And then also we are starting the work in Sri Lanka. And I wanted to go to Myanmar oh, and Nepal. Uh, but because of the situation right now, you're not able to go that place. And then pandemic hit and things like that happened. So majority of my work is in India. But uh, Mongolia mm-hmm. also I did. And Sri Lanka, we touched a little bit. So we are slowly, then Sri Lanka also has the biggest problem right now. So we cannot, you know, do anything right now. So that's where we are. But my goal is I wanted to visit 58 countries of Asia before I die and uh, do something significant wow. in those countries. So that's what my prayer is. Well, so, it, it sure sounds like God is definitely working in your life, though, yeah. you know. And hopefully you can accomplish that. I'm sorry I walked. I, I'm sorry, Marshall. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Um, <laughs> no, so I was going to say, so you you mentioned that Wisdom for Asia is is your ministry. So, what what exactly through Wisdom for Asia? What do y'all have going on right now? Like, like as far as as mission trips or upcoming mission trips, what do y'all have going on? So, uh, Wisdom for Asia is a, like a leadership and missions organization, and uh, so our goal is to transformation and you know, transformation through the wisdom of God. You know, and so I wanted to see people transforming their lives, not just listening to the word of God, but I wanted to see the aftermath. So, discipleship process is a very big part of our thing, and churches are mm-hmm. a big part. I feel like I believe uh, uh, if you <clears throat> if you wanted to have a global mission. You must have a healthy local church. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. So, for me, everything that I do to 
here in America, if I visit a church or in the mission field, my goal is to foster and build that church, local church, to do everything through the church. So how does the transformation take place? So we do three things. Uh, one is a leadership training. That means continuous leadership training and building up the leaders, the ministry leaders in the, in, in the places that I go, right? That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, we do humanitarian works because you, as Marshall, Marshall, you know that you see in India, you know, how much it needs. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. even basic things like water, basic things like a school, going oh, to yeah. education. I mean, things like that is really bad. And so country, like organizations like us step in and do uh, things. But main thing we are showing is the love of Jesus through that acts, right? Mm-hmm. Creating a bridge between the people who do not believe or hostile to the gospel, bringing them to to a friendly, at least make them a friendly group of people, right? And also solve the problem there. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is missions outreach. So Wisdom for Asia transforms people through leadership training, humanitarian works, and missions outreach. Uh, leadership training is very important because if, in order for you to uh, successfully carry out a project, you have to have a trained people. Otherwise, they will waste yeah. your resources. They don't know what to do. They will waste your time. Because uh, in, the, in the third world countries, their, their culture is different. Hmm. And the way they talk, the way, I mean, the words, you know, shake hands with somebody doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? So you have the time, the time structure has no value. I mean, you know, 10 o'clock means, you know, 11 o'clock. You know, so these are the things of the essential training I have to do before I partner with people. So leadership training is an ongoing thing. And we've done that several things and it really improved, changed people's lives. And so the project, Marshall, Uh, what we do uh, in 2012, I mean, these things are like just to have, you know, manifest in your life. I didn't, I didn't started the ministry, this organization to to dig water wells. But in 2012, Mm -hmm. I was sitting up in the mountain and uh, in front of a pastor's house, really hot summer, pastor said, please wait Mm -hmm. until my wife comes so she can make tea for you then before you guys leave. So we've been sitting there, sitting there for like a two hours. And then here we go. She comes with three other people, <laughs> the pots, water, water on her head. Yeah. So meantime, we were asking oh, yeah. all these questions, you know, what's happened? So pastor, this is what's happening. We don't have water here. So my wife has to go every day, three times to two villages further. And there's a third village. That's where she gets the water. Oh my yeah. gosh. And uh, I was like, whoa. I mean, I've been <laughs> traveling through that place, but I never connected, never noti- noticed that problem, right? But then, right then, yeah. there, so that I just started to dig deeper. Because here's the deal I'm a problem solver. And if I see a problem here in America, wherever, everywhere I so- see a problem, I try to figure out how can I solve, how can I be a solution there, right there. And can I fix it now mm-hmm. or can I do something about it? You know, I don't I don't like talking about the problem. Right. And so we, I just started asking questions. And uh, so one thing led to the next uh, in three days, four days, we built a water well there. <laughs> and it was like wow. we are digging through a digging, drilling through a, a rock and uh, no water. Nothing is happening. And we were so frustrated because, you know, every mm. drill, every feet, we are paying for it. And so 160, yeah. 170 feet, there's no water. It's only powder, like, you know, white, rocky powder. The whole place was filled with it. Yeah. So I said, you pray. I will pray in my hotel. You pray there. It is 165 <laughs> kilometers apart. We started to pray. Two hours later, he started calling me, Pastor, water, Pastor, water, everywhere, Pastor, Pastor, water, we got water, you know. And so he was going on. And so we called that water well, breakthrough water well, because God gave us a breakthrough. And it was a breakthrough for the village, breakthrough for the church, breakthrough for his ministry. I mean, it just changed everything. So that's where the breakthrough water well started. And then... I started to notice the water problem everywhere. You know, when you buy a Navy oh car, you know, the all, you know, the Navy, like, you know, nobody, like a very strange color car, 
you get the car, and then when you drive through the highway, you see that car color everywhere, right? The same, same car, car everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and, so, and I started noticing the problem. The women, man, they're carrying water uh, for hours and hours, and and the very unsafe water. So God started. God gave me a commission to solve that problem, and I didn't know where the money comes from, but miraculously started happening. And I don't have mail outs. I don't have big advertisements. Uh, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. This is word of mouth. People speak to another one person, to another person, to another person. Strangers started to send money, and so we built 167 water wells so far. And yeah, wow, uh, giving wow. water That's to awesome. more than 50 to 60 thousand people. And these are these water wells are some of the remote places. And very remote places that some of the NGOs or, or nonprofit organization doesn't even want it to go. And that's where uh, these water wells are. And I'm so happy to see them I in the water clean, water comes out. People just yeah, like yeah. doing in one, one village, in one village, there was a Hindu uh, priest and he's an old man. And this place doesn't have any water source. And they have like a, I mean, there's a dirty, stagnant water. That's where they take and boil it, mm-hmm. and that's what they, they drink. Even to get the truck there, we have to go through so much work. But uh, when we put the water well, and the inauguration day, we were pumping out the water, and this guy comes in, and he took the water, and he started to throw the water like a bow, like, you know, to God. And, and I mean, he was crying. Oh, wow. He was mm. like, you know, throwing water up. That's the that is the first day that he drank clean drinking water. That is the first day, and he is oh, like wow. maybe he's a seventy-year-old man or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. stories like this, many places that God has done so something amazing through our ministry. So that is one of the projects that we did. Uh, we also go to schools. Uh, in in schools, we buy backpack. Remember, I told you about my childhood story, but in a backpack or mm-hmm. something. So. When I started to see children up in the mountains, all these places, I mean, there's no shoe, nothing. I mean, just crazy. Uh, so my heart just went out. So we started to go out and we bought, bought this backpack, beautiful backpacks, and we put filled them with the water bottles, all the school supplies they needed for the whole year. And we have this big, huge celebration day, and we hand out the whole thing to the children. And two, three, four, three, four years, they use that backpack. Can you believe that? And we see them carrying that around wow. all over the place. So that is something that we did. Yeah. So that's how God is doing. So all, every project that we do is through my uh, personal story, inspired from the personal story. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, I was, I don't know why I had it pictured in my mind that you guys were digging water wells by hand. I mean, I've seen it done, yes. you, you know, <laughs> but when I heard that you were installing water wells as part of your mission, I was like, oh, man, is he doing it by hand? How is he doing it? But you you kind of answered my question in your story that uh, you obviously have, have gotten secured right. a truck, uh, a well drilling truck. So they have a hydraulic are you put- dr- uh, trucks out there. And some places we hand dug as well. And uh, yeah, so oh, really? there are certain places you cannot use the machine. So you have to hand dug. So in the next uh, uh, hmm. few wells that we are going to do will be a hand dug. Uh, you know, they're going to be using oh, wow. a special way of digging the wells. So that's what we're going to be doing in the next few wells. Uh, but most of the water wells are um, like a, done by the truck. They comes and drills. We can mm-hmm. do like a two water wells to sometimes three water wells per day. Wow. Dang. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, we know that you, you're doing the water wells. And I've seen recently that you have, I believe you have a trip coming up here pretty soon, correct? Going to India to, I'm assuming right. to do more water wells. Right. And uh, so when is that trip? Um, I will be going back to India in August and August 7th through September the 2nd. Uh, so mainly this, uh, right now, India has a lot of rain going on. And uh, so I do not know uh, if I were able to build uh, any water wells, but what we will do, we, we, what we are doing is, uh, I will be going and finding locations and uh, lining them up 
and making sure that we got all the information for the next round of. So that will be happening in October, if God willing. And uh, I, uh, but in this trip, we are inaugurating two churches, um, two church buildings. So that is another story that I wanted to share with you. So that is one of the, another uh, things that God inspired me to do uh, in 2017. Uh, as I mentioned, my daddy is a church planter. He planted over 100 churches in the southern part of India. And uh, so he, he's a church planting machine. Uh, but the problem for him was he could not build churches, church building, physical building. Mm -hmm. So people will come, the church will gather in, in somebody's veranda or somebody's house or like a little makeshift places. But then after a while, there's nothing going on. So people just leave and go to other secure, nice church with the church with the good buildings and things like that. So he was frustrated with that for several years. So. In 2017, while I was standing up in the mountain, a bit, way remote place, a tiny bitty church, I was standing in front of, I could not even get into that church. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. my childhood memories and my dad's ministry, everything started to flash through my heart. And right then there, I'm hearing a whisper from the Holy Spirit. I want you to build 100 churches. And I said, what? Like that, you know, it's like, you know, you hear this impression. <laughs> And it's like, what? And um, I said, and I said in, in my mind, and I was like, man, I cannot do it because it is too much money. And then God responded, just like I provided, just like you building water wells, you're going to build churches. And I said, man, water well is only, only like, you know, at that time, it's only $1,500. And uh, the church will cost 15000 And that is a huge, God said, I got money. I mean, next two hours, <laughs> I've been dialoguing with the Holy Spirit back and forth, back and forth in my mind. But let me tell you, when I came home, my mother-in-law said, for the first time, she said, I wanted to build a church in India. I said, like, what? Do you have money? She said, yeah. And uh, apparently, father-in-law kept some money in her hand. She, wanted, she said, I don't want to keep it. I wanted to spend it. I wanted to build a church. I went to see my orthodontist who is fixing my, he's a missionary doctor and we having a chat, having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And he came to find about this, what God is doing. And he said, Abraham, you can, I have money. Either you can build a water well or a church. I said, man, I'm, I'll go for church. So we got the second church right there. Right? <laughs> we call them faith centers, faith centers. So from right. there, so from 2018, we started to build churches. And uh, this, right now we have the faith center nine, and 10 is being built right now. So in this August trip, wow. we will inaugurate that church. And, and 13, 11, 12, and 13 is already paid for. Okay? Wow. And then yesterday, wow. somebody called me and said, <laughs> hey, Abraham, in the casual conversation, he's saying, so yeah, we are building another church. And uh, I was like, your church is being built right now. So are you saying that you're going to build another church? He said, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We're going to build another church. I said, really? So, so right now, <laughs> we got the 14, the church, pay, uh, you know, already promised for. And so uh, what, here's what I wanted to tell your viewers, that if God speaks to you, and if he gives you an mm -hmm. instruction, and when you hear it, and you feel like, oh, this is too much, this is beyond my control, this is beyond my ability, this is beyond, 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 mm -hmm. beyond all this stuff. You know, stop talking. Just listen. And yep, just trust yeah, the Lord. Yep. Because if God is speaking mm -hmm. to you, he already figured this whole thing out for you. All you have to do <laughs> is just walk in obedience with him. And the Bible says, in step with the Holy Spirit. Walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And he will provide everything for you. Because any project that is initiated by God through you in your heart through you you will do it without stress without exactly you yeah I mean I mean also like a, without stress man like you know sometimes if we try mm. to make something happen oh stress is going through I I do the ministry I mean there are stress you know in the project part of it but sure I am not worried about oh where am I my money is going to come from I'm I don't go to a church 
oh, how much money they're going to give to me. I don't, I don't worry about any of mm-hmm. that. I just go simply go there. Sometimes the church won't give me an offering. Sometimes church give me an offering and I give back to them for because I saw a need there. I just give back to them. And I walk out before I come home. God just bless me through some other ways. Does that make sense to you? So I am not oh, yeah, worried perfectly. about or tied into money or anything like that. I am a walking collection of seed and I am a channel of God's blessing. I allow God to work through me. So as long as I keep myself clean and pure, God's blessing flow through me and touches many people. That's what I want through my ministry. Anywhere I go, one of the things that I hear, hmm. I, I hear people continuously saying, and I'm not saying this for any other reason, but just to impress upon you how God works and how God wants us to be in the world. People say mm-hmm. that, Abraham, you are an answer to my prayer. Pastors of 70 years old, 80 years old, I mean, being in the ministry for 40 years, these guys were praying for something for several years. And I walked yeah. in there, had a meeting with them. The next thing you know, their, their prayer for 14 years, 15 years, 20 years being answered. Because I, you know, I go places where God asked me to go. I mean, that is a difficult place way up in the mountain and deep in the woods. Yeah. And uh, God says, go there. So I said, I'll go. So you go like a three and a half hours. You sit in the car and drive through this in a mountain road and go to there. And you preach for like, you know, maybe 45 minutes. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you wonder like, God, three hours. For 45 minutes ministry, you know, why am I here? <laughs> then God has a plan because God wants to give an answer mm-hmm. to that problem right there. God knows that if I give to Abraham, it will get to that person. It will get to that village. Mm-hmm. It will answer that prayer. And many thanksgiving, expressions of thanksgiving will come out of that community because of that gift. Does that make sense to you? So the church buildings, oh, yeah. uh-huh. people are praying for like 15 years, 20 years for a church. And we walk in, the church <laughs> will happen in four, four months. You know, boom, done, done deal. Water wells, boom. Sometimes vehicle, pastor need a vehicle, boom, is done. And so, so I keep myself open to the Lord to work through me. And I encourage everyone who listens to me, if you really allow the Holy Spirit to work through you, God to work through you, and God to send the resources through you, if you allow yourself and you are not attached to money, you are not driven by money, you are not pursued by money, you're just completely free spirit and just say, God, use me, use me wherever you want me, wherever you want me to go, however I want it to do, just do, Lord, do the work through me, Lord. If you keep that attitude, oh my gosh, God will just come through you, shine through you, and the people around you will see the glory of God coming through your life. I mean, that is the that is the life that each and every believer uh, has to live. That's our God's design for our life and desire for our life. My goodness, hmm. I, I could amazing. listen. I, I could listen to you. I, I could listen to you all day. Your stories are so captivating and. Uh, and your enthusiasm on it. it it's, I, I just want to remind our listeners that um, th- this, is, this is what we are trying to show on, on our platform, on Undaunted Pursuit, is the, this is the power of God. Mm-hmm. Just a- every story that you've shared um, this far is, you know, it, it gives me goosebumps to even think about it. You know, uh, there are, oh my gosh, uh, it just, each time you speak, there's so much. <laughs> I mean, in recent my travel, <laughs> in the recent my travel, I, I've been in the church in one region of India. As soon as you mm-hmm. preach the word, and then I take the time of prayer, I started to pray for people. That moment, the demons comes out of people. I mean, mm-hmm. such a way. Sometimes it's violent. Sometimes they really, 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 uh, really make it very difficult, drag the person around, uh, drag them, throw them around. I mean, sometimes like a snake, they just like do stuff. Sometimes they scream, they don't stop, scream. And so at that moment, you filled with the Holy Spirit and under the command of the Holy Spirit and the, and the name of Jesus, we say, stop. 
I mean, then you see mm -hmm. that demon obeys, it stops. And then we make the commitment with that person. You know, we call up that person's name and say, you know, I'm talking to you, such and such person. Respond, made a commitment. And then immediately we command them to leave from that person's life. And that person comes out as a new person. Their face is mm -hmm. like a so dark and violent a few minutes ago. Now they are completely free and their spirit face is like a, like a light is shining through it. This is the power wow. of the gospel. This is the power of the gospel. Yeah. And it is there. I mean, from the first century, in, in, in the first century when it happens, you know, when Peter preached and Paul preached, whatever we see in the book of Acts, that power, the power of the Holy Spirit never ceased, never gone, never went down. Yeah. Right? It is our faith and our pursuit. You know, if we continuously pursue the Holy Spirit, continuously pursue the word of God and believe the word of God like a child. I mean, uh, it has the power to change people. One of the scriptures that I really, really, I mean, this is one of my life words that is in uh, uh, mm -hmm. Romans chapter one, verse uh, 16. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Okay, I am not ashamed. Paul is saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. All we have to do is not to be ashamed of the gospel. All we have to Amen. do is the believe in the power of the gospel, what the gospel can do. You know, what can, it can transform people. It, you don't have to make up stories. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to, I mean, you don't have to be somebody else. You don't need to do anything. All you have to do is nope. share the gospel because this product has the power to transform people. Once you release exactly. that word, I mean, the word will go and do its work. So I wanted to encourage you, all your believers in America, we are in a place, in a, in a, in a, in a uh, you know, place where everything is like, doesn't make any sense. And things are like really going crazy all over the place. Confusion everywhere. Common sense has no place in our place. In this kind of time, I am encouraging all your viewers to stand up for Christ. Stand up for Christ. Amen. Stand up for truth. Okay, let the truth, the word of God be strong inside of you. Turn off your news stations. Turn off all this crazy stuff. Go back into the word of God, receive the power from the word of God, believe the word of God, find your identity in Christ and stand up in the place, in your village, in your city, in your neighborhood. Be a light, be a light. You don't have to go to India and all those places. Right now, God is bringing people to America, in your neighborhood. Go find them, go find them. If you are really, really worried about people in Nepal, there's a Nepal restaurant, Nepali restaurant, a Burmese restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, a Thailand Thai restaurant is there. You go there, hang out there for a few days. I mean, you will make a lot of friends. Share the word of God with them through Boy. your life because the word of God has the power to change people's life. So you don't have to dilute it. You don't have to do anything. Just share the word and the word <laughs> of God take over and change and transform people's lives. My goodness, preach it. <laughs> Golly, I, I want to get, I'm going to take my headphones off right now and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go. That That's how much it gets me fired up, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. We were, you know, it was funny this morning I, I was reading, I, I like to, I, I generally try and sit down, wake up in the morning before work and, and sit down and read a chapter of something, whatever I kind of flip to. Maybe it's a topic of what we're going to cover during the week or next, the next week or something. And it, it, it never ceases to amaze me the, uh, the, the living word of God, the Bible, being the instruction manual for life that it is. It's like I was telling my wife this morning while we were sitting there reading. I was like, "Look at this." We were reading through First Peter um, today. I was like, "It lays it out for you. It lays out how you're supposed right. to live, it, and it's it's plain. There's nothing in in the text that I was reading today that was hard to understand. Right. You know, it just lays right. it right out. Right, hmm. and it is simple. 
I mean, we don't, the word yeah. of God is very simple in the sense, simple to understand. We don't have to make it complicated. Many times preachers make it very complicated. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the word yeah. of God is the wisdom of God. And the moment you embrace the wisdom of God, that wisdom of God will give you the guidance in this complicated world. You know, and, and so exactly. when you see, if you consume the word of God so much in you, the truth enters in your word, in your life. When the truth enters, it becomes light. So it shines light into every parts of your life. And then the moment error comes into your life, it will immediately reject it. Because many times, even Christians doesn't know. Uh, they are confused with all this liberal agenda, liberal things are happening in this world. I mean, even Christians are, you know, uh, are confused. You know, when it comes to yep. certain issues, I mean, I don't have, I mean, for me, uh, a, a, a child's life is important, right? And so exactly. the sanctity yeah. of life is very, very important. There's no confusion about it. There's no confusion about it. Yeah. And so if you're a Christian. It's pretty black and yeah, white for me. black and white. You know? I mean, if you're a Christian, <laughs> loves the Lord, and you know that, that that means that's what it is. And so you don't have to be confused. So we have to stop yep. listening to the third voices, stop listening to the world, and we have to get back to the Bible. And we have to pursue the truth. Amen. We have to pursue God. We have to pursue the biblical truth. And that's the only way. That's the only way we can sustain our families and our children, our generation, and can lead the next generation into the right path. Otherwise, we will lose mm -hmm. this whole thing. So we all have a, a part to play. And uh, here in your neighborhood or overseas, wherever God is sending you, whatever the, your callings are, uh, that's where it starts. That's a perfect, that's a perfect, uh, wind down to this episode. Amen. I, God is, we need more, we need more Abrahams like you in this world. <laughs> that, that is for dang We need sure. a lot of Aaron's and Marshall's as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all need to, we all, you know, we all have the ability and we all, God always wanted to, because we all are unique, uh, way of influencing the, mm -hmm. you know, influencers for the kingdom. And so that's where I just wanted to encourage every every person. I mean, sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm not significant. I don't have this. I don't. Stop talking about what you don't have. Uh, just uh, start mm -hmm. celebrating and thanking God for what he gave you already. And then take exactly. that and start the first step. Move, move that in that direction. And uh, just continue to pursue the Lord. And God will continue to increase that gift in you. And he will connect you with mm -hmm. uncommon people. And God is the connector of all. And so right now, see here, uh, I, right. I was really able to connect with uh, Aaron and what he is doing. We never know what is going to happen through this connection. And Marshall is the person to did that. And so next mm -hmm. thing you know, wow, Abraham, because of that, you know, boom, boom, boom. My thing has changed. We never know how the connection. Never because I, Let me give mm -hmm. you, a, and I'll finish it here. Um, I was mm -hmm. in a church recently and I was in the church uh, before that church a few years ago and they supported our water well project. And then I lost connection because of a lot of things. And, but there's one brother and he kept, he, he, he kept in touch with me. And then he took the initiative to introduce to their new pastor, right? New pastor. And because he is like, he didn't know me at all. All the other people know, but this new pastor doesn't know me, nothing. So he took the initiative, stayed with it, followed through with it. And I had a meeting with the pastor. And then after that, pastor called me to come and preach for his church. So I went there and I preached. When I finished preaching, the pastor said I wanted to build two churches in India. Oh, Think man. about that. So, the the, so brother, yeah. this brother who connected me with this pastor, He's sitting there and he could not even come to the meeting because he is, he got a COVID or something. And so he could not come, but he connected me because of his, that is a seed. He connected. Now look yeah. what God is doing. Two communities receiving churches because of that connection. And we don't even know how wow. many more will come through that church. That makes sense to you. So this is what Marshall, I wanted to encourage you, yeah. you know, uh, your connection to Aaron 
you don't we don't know how this whole thing is going to play out for the kingdom of god and let us pray all us let us exactly. pray that god will use this episode in a such a way to be a blessing to so many people in the mission field as well as the the listeners who are listening maybe they are weak in their faith or confused or or having issues in your life you know whatever the situation they are going through let, may this be a, an encouraging for them as well we we never know maybe a apostle paul will come out of this maybe a missionary will mm-hmm. come out of it maybe a a big giver mm-hmm. you know who somebody wants to give into Aaron's uh podcasting mission in your organization you never they never you know where do i spend this money and and now there is a person so if anybody is listening to you and if that's what god is telling you to give give i mean be generous be generous yeah. to the mission be generous to this ministry that Aaron is doing and uh he will give you all this stuff so but he said okay if i pray for your uh yeah let's do it most and certainly I do, uh, one thing first thing uh, if anybody who is not uh who are listening here who never uh accepted the love of Christ in your life you never given your life to the lord and uh you feel like you, you are you maybe church hurt or maybe other things or maybe the person who you really loved abandoned you rejected you and you've been uh, or maybe you're an abuser or you're abused whatever the your situation is that you stayed away from everything you don't have you don't want to do anything with religion but today i wanted to introduce jesus to you jesus is going to be the best friend the moment you accept christ he will give you forgiveness mm-hmm. forgiveness of all your sins everything that you committed every sins every sin that you committed even if it is horrible whatever it is he will completely wipe it out for you because the the blood of jesus is so powerful it can completely wash every sins that you committed and second thing jesus will do he will become your friend he will give he will become your friend and he will said i will never leave you nor forsake you you can count on jesus in every single moment of your life the hardest time when nobody is with you he will be there with you I will be there with you mm-hmm. all the times that's what Jesus promise is and I experience that promise in his life every day in my, in my life so the forgiveness of sin and also a, 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 a yeah a good friend he will become a friend number 3 Jesus will give you is a future a great future a great future you know there's a two reality a, a life without god eternity that is where uh, the hell the burning the fire and you will spend eternity separated from god that is a, so much torment in your life along with the demons and the devils and all the people in the world that who never accepted christ that's where you will be ended up the rest of your life when you die or you can spend your eternity with the god with the union of god with the fellowship of god that can happen so you can have forgiveness mm-hmm. of sin a, a great friendship with the lord and a great future these are the three things that god promises for you so if you never accepted christ in your life today is an opportunity for you to receive him you don't have to pay for anything you don't have to do anything you don't have to there's nothing that you require all you have to do is you have to open up your mouth and say lord jesus i accept you as my personal savior and lord that means today onwards i live my life for you and i will not I reject sin, I reject wall, I reject the Satan. I embrace you. I want it to be a part of the, your kingdom and you are my Lord and you are my savior. Come into my heart and reign and rule in my heart and I will follow you every step of the way. I am not inviting you for you to be a religious person. I'm inviting you to be a relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of this world. Mm-hmm. And today if you drop dead, if you die, where will you spend your eternity two chances hell or heaven so today i am opening this door for you to come to heaven bible says you know jesus is standing at the door of your heart and he is knocking and see if you open your heart to mm-hmm. him he will come inside and sup with you so today invite him let him have come and fellowship with you and today will be the the, the beginning of a new season for your life your life will change so if you are that person i wanted to uh, 
take a moment and lead you in this prayer of salvation. So repeat this prayer after me, and then I will pray you at the very end. Lord Jesus, I come before you. I admit that I am a sinner. Please forgive me all my sins, all my mistakes. Receive me as your child. Cleanse me with your precious blood. Write my name in the book of life. Open the gates of heaven for me and help me to enter into the kingdom of God today. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. Come into my heart and be my Lord, be my Savior, be my God. I reject Satan, I reject the world, and I embrace the kingdom of God. Today, I am becoming a citizen of the kingdom of God. I thank you, Father God, for blessing me. I thank you, Father God, for answering my prayers. As a proof that you he heard my prayer, give me peace. Give me unspeakable joy in my heart. I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. You are born amen. again. You are a child of God. And Amen. I just encourage you to just to connect with uh, this podcast and they will have the contact information. Let them know that you gave your life to Jesus. So that will be a great blessings to you. And God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, man. And it's and it's just that easy. It's, exactly. Exactly. I choose. I choose to live forever. Amen. You know? In eternity with Jesus, right? The joy in, yeah, in the life. Right. Amen. <laughs> Now, now, Brother Abraham, before we get off here, I, I know time is tight, but before we go, where can people follow you in your ministry? And if someone is felt led by the Holy Spirit, by God, to give to your ministry and to the water wells and the churches that you're mm -hmm. building in India, how can people go about doing that? So we have a um, wisdomforasia.com, wisdomforasia.com. That's our main website. And there's a gift button there okay. so that you can follow there. And you can allocate your uh, funds to certain projects and things like that. And they, they can also connect uh, through, uh, there's a specific, specifically for the Breakthrough Water Well Project, we have a website called BreakthroughWater.org. BreakthroughWater.org. And then also they can follow me on the social media, Instagram, uh, Wisdom for Asia, or Breakthrough Water. Those are the two, uh, Breakthrough Water, Wisdom for Asia. And on the Facebook as well, uh, Breakthrough Water is there, and the Wisdom for Asia Inc. Uh, Wisdom for Asia Inc. So they can uh, look it up. Uh, there, they can be a part of that. They can follow, and if they needed a prayer, whatever, you know, uh, we are here to help them as well. Awesome, perfect. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I encourage you, all of you guys listening, check him out. And you know, if if you feel led, I I want to see. I, I really want to see him succeed. I want to see. Um, what else God's going to do through your life. Um, I, I'm anxious to go on this journey. I, it was a pleasure meeting you. I, I wish we could do this longer, but of course exactly. <laughs> we have, the kids are getting restless. Exactly, exactly. We'll do another time. We'll uh, make another episode, another topic and, uh, love to speak to your people. It's a, such a joy. That's awesome. really honored to be on Thank the show. You Thank so you, brother. Much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Marshall, and thank you, Eric. Yeah, thank you, Brother Abraham. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna close this out real quick, um, guys. Like you, like you said, if you guys need to get in touch with us, undauntedpursuit at gmail dot com, and uh, make sure to follow us on all the social medias: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I encourage you guys to go there. And uh, what else am I? forgetting i'm all i always forget something marshall <laughs> you know there, there's so many of them out there i can't even think of all of them right now um but guys go out there follow us um you know where we're at like like aaron was saying go check us out go make sure you go follow and, and see what brother abraham is doing with his ministry all right and then I, yeah we also have a patreon that we can uh that you guys can go to at it'd be patreon.com forward slash undaunted pursuit um go check us out there undauntedpursuit.podbean.com uh, is our website. Give us a good rating on iTunes. And I think that about finishes us up. Thank you, Brother Abraham, again. Hey, uh, this was a real treat. Thank you. Yes, God bless you all. Thank you so much. 
All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. It's love.